I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Levant, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. Oh, you're going to be so blessed by them. It is a treat and a treasure. Each week, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. Hallie, I am buzzing. I'm totally on fire for Christ. I just cannot believe the amazing weekend that we just had here at Twin Hills with my kids in Climax. Praise him. He is so faithful. You know, Hallie, have you heard about this thing that all the kids are talking about? It's a new song. It's by Bacardi and Megan Three Stallone. Do you know? I've never even heard of either of those artists. Okay. Well, I hadn't either, but I guess they're pretty- Bacardi? Bacardi and Megan Three Stallone. And they have this new song called WAP. Mm. W-A-P, WAP. And I had not heard the song, and uh, a lot of my kids were talking about it, hashtagging it all over the Instagram, saying, you know, I'm in the pool, hashtag WAP, check out this new guy I'm dating, hashtag WAP, I just finished my online school, hashtag WAP. It was just everywhere, and I was going, okay, what is this WAP? WAP! So uh, I checked in with one of my kids who I really trust. Uh, You know, I don't like to name names, but her name is uh, Nathalyn. Uh, Apostle Thwaite. Oh, and Nathlin, I love Nathlin. And she's just so cool. Mm, and I noticed she cool. was one of the ones who was posting a lot about WAP. And I just kind of took it to the side and I was like, hey, Nathlin, Nathlin uh, uh, I've also, I'm also WAP. Oh, cool. And yeah. she kind of looked at me with this blank stare and really, like, her eyes got really big. But you're trying to let her know that, like, you are, you're relevant. That's right. Because I thought, you know, you're I thought cool. WAP meant cool. Yeah. And uh, she awesome. just kind of started to slink away. And I said, hey, whoa, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, did I, you know, did I did I step over some sort of boundary or, Was or whatever? Was I too WAP? Ex- exactly. And she goes, uh, no, you're fine. And I said, hey, you know, a lot of times I use these terms. I'm not really sure what they mean. What does WAP mean? And she just looked at me and she goes, gray, it means... We are praying. And I just think that is awesome because awesome. all these kids are constantly praying in all the social media posts. So I said, Nathan, I'll do you one better. And in Climax, I stopped everything and I just said, hey, guys, I want you to shout out some of your concerns. And after every single one, we're going to shout back, 
WAP. So kids were going, I'm not going to get into college. And I would go, WAP. Anyway, I'm just feeling so positive and so encouraged just because there were so many concerns and there were so many WAPs in the crowd this morning. Awesome. That is so awesome. I should, my son Day, he has a BLM sign on his bedroom door. Oh, what's that? I should tell him to replace it with a WAP. Oh, totally. We are praying. It would be awesome. Instead of BLM, we'll go WAP. How was your week? You know, I've been, I've had a heavy heart. I'm going to be real honest with you, Greg. Oh, really? I'm sorry to hear it. I'm worried about all this stuff. It just grieves my heart. And I know it grieves the heart of God when um, there are these things like what's happening with Jerry Falwell Jr. Have you heard about that? I have heard about that, yeah. And I just feel like I used it as a teaching tool with my daughters because, um, you know, the whole thing started because this girl who was on the yacht with him mm-hmm. kind of unzipped her pants and it was just a little mush and it was a little inappropriate. And that's why it is on the it's the responsibility of the female to really, um, you know, be upstanding, to be above reproach. Absolutely. And he was, Jerry Falwell Jr. was probably just trying to play along, make her feel comfortable that she had sort of exposed herself in a certain way, right. made herself vulnerable. She was probably trying to come on to him and show him her tan belly because, you know, maybe his wife's belly is not tan uh, or something. Right. And um, I just said, you know, I told my girls, I used it as an example. I said, look, at this guy lost his job because this gal unzipped your pants. Uh, and... Um, I also, I just think that it, there's a way that we as Christ followers can really kind of focus on the good parts of the story. That's right. And I think that is, it's very prayer, Jabez. It's very um, prosperity that God, God the, 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 the divine creator of the universe seeks for us to prosper. And so when we see Jerry Falwell Jr. out there on a yacht... You know what that tells me? It tells me that wealth isn't just for Beyonce and Jay-Z. Right. It's for Jerry Falwell Jr. Right. And it shouldn't be for Beyonce and Jay-Z, really, because they haven't done anything for it. That's right. And they're not God-honoring. And right. here, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s out there, and he's honoring God. He's leading Liberty University. He's carrying on his dad's legacy beautifully. He, uh, you know, upholds this... this um, community with integrity and with great standards. And I'm just really sad that he is kind of being dragged through the mud right now. you know, Hallie, he did apologize. And I would say, you know, for Jerry Falwell, especially, we are WAP for him, you know. I I certainly am. And I'm sure all those women around him are WAP for him. WAP, baby. And, you know, something, too, that I've always realized is these sons of these amazing Christian leaders, uh, a lot of times they will stumble. I mean, if you think back... You know, I remember a few years back, Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, was posting thirst traps on Instagram. That's right. Uh, You know, just maybe a year ago, I remember that um, Jim Baker's son was trying to jump a jet ski on Instagram over a whole pile of prostitutes. Just floating? Uh, They were floating, and yeah, the jet ski was sort of airborne. Oh, wow. And then, you know, it gets even wilder, Hallie. I remember that when Pat Robertson's son, you know, he had like locked a lady in a cage for like years and had a baby with her and she never let her out of this little little room and, and oh, the, raised um, the child uh, pat robertson's son he did the um he, he he locked the woman in his um in his um lawnmower shed yeah and he never let the kid cut his hair oh wow right. i remember that i think I, they made a movie out of that oh, did they yeah the kid got out he got wrapped up in a rug and he had a fever oh yeah well anyway we're whapping for all of you
just like Jesus said, let the little children come to me, our guest today says, let those little doggy children come to me. She's the manager of Noah's Bark, our doggy daycare here at Twin Hills. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Miss Chrissy Schaefer. Hello. Oh, I am so honored. I've been waiting. I've been waiting my turn to get on here. Oh, Chrissy, it's so nice to see you. And thank you for joining us. You know, your ministry is called Noah's Bark, which is so cute. Thank you. How did you come up with the idea to start a a doggy daycare at Twin Hills? You know, I feel like my whole life was gearing up toward becoming a small business owner. And uh, I tried my hand at a bunch of things. And, you know, one day at work, uh, I I just thought this is enough. I've had enough. I want to go my own way. I want to be a woman with a business. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but at Twin Hills, people tend to uh, bring their dogs, their pets into the church with them. And that became kind of an issue. I don't know if you remember what happened last March. Um, And at that point, I thought, oh, this is this is God speaking to me. It's time I need to uh, step in here. And I kind of I kind of built an impromptu, uh, you know, shed area out back, and it it took a while to catch on. Um, Still kind of working to spread the word. Um, But, you know, slowly but surely, we're getting some dogs in there. You started out with humble beginnings, but now I think that Noah's Bark has, it's one of the most state-of-the-art facilities on our whole campus. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I sleep there. Each room has a flat screen for every dog. And um, if you're boarding them, you know, it's it's basically a five-star hotel. And I also, just to uh, remind everyone of what happened last March, um, basically, uh, when people were bringing dogs to service, usually the morning service, uh, one of those dogs did get loose. Oh, that was Karen Meerman's dog. And it really wasn't her fault. It was such a sweet lab. It was a family member. It was a beautiful dog. And, you know, an undetected virus that went to its brain? No one could have known. Could have known. She tried to be, bring it into the auditorium for a weekend service as, a, as an emotional support animal. And one of our volunteer hosts who helps seat people in the auditorium, he's the kindest hearted man, John Clinpeter. He reached down to pet the dog. And because of this undetectable virus that had gone to the dog's brain, it, it was normally a very sweet dog. But that day when John reached down to pet it and to welcome it into the into the auditorium, into the weekend service, it it jumped up and it bit his nose. The problem Mm. is it Mm -hmm. bit his nose off. And to further complicate matters, it didn't just bite his nose off. He swallowed it. And so now, uh, you know, John has absolutely no nose. But, um, you know, doctors were able to recreate it in the same way they do with these guys who climb Everest and lose their frostbite nose and toes and fingers and all that. And so they grew a nose on his forehead um, using like some DNA and some skin from behind his ears and his haunches and whatnot. And they grew the nose on his forehead and then they just flipped it down. And um, he looks fantastic. That's right. And I heard he was wanting to get a little bit of cosmetic work done anyway. So he was pretty friendly about the whole thing. Well, and I think it was awesome too, Chrissy, that you were able to step in and say, not only do I take care of dogs, but I can also put that dog down. And you did it, uh, which was That's great. right. I mean, you did it right then and there. You put that dog down right in front of our very eyes. At first, I thought it looked like you were hugging its neck real hard. Right. And I thought, is that some kind of a chokehold? And you put that dog down right then and there, like with some kind of WWE move. Yeah, it's something I took a master class online, actually, before oh. um, you know creating the business. I figured I wanted a little bit of background and that, you know, something people don't necessarily know about starting a small business is that it's a lot of work. Um, And so I had to put a lot of, you know, work and uh, I spent, I think, maybe two and a half, three weeks on this course. And uh, they really teach you the ins and outs of everything. And it's not always pretty. Um, So was that the master classes that you can buy online? Was that the one that Stone Cold Steve Austin offered? 
Oh, it was. Oh my God. Have you taken? You haven't I've taken, taken it. You just all saw. the masterclasses. I love them so oh, much. You? Masterclass, it's awesome. It's like you pay, you know, a few hundred dollars a year for basically a glorified YouTube. It's really worth the money. That's right. And I, I mean, I can say I have a degree now. I mean, in a technical way, and uh, it gives me just a lot of validity in the space. So it's just so nice that you were able to put a dog in a sleeper hold right then and there, and just basically say, "Look, I removed the problem." And you don't want right. to. Nobody ever wants to put a dog down, you know. No. But it's what everybody has to do at some point in life, you know. A lot of times, we all have to end up doing it to our parents. So, Chrissy, I noticed on your website, uh, before you started Noah's Bark, you had all sorts of different jobs. You were a dog trainer, dog trader, uh, dog chef, uh, dog killer, your dog catcher, your dog peach pathologist, uh, uh, speech pathologist, uh, and then finally the doggy daycare. You know, I also tried my hand at um, at a regular daycare for kids, and right. that didn't quite go so well. And, you know, well, I you can't use the sleep a hold for those kids. No, so. that's right. Yeah, the, the, the skills just don't apply. They don't cross over, unfortunately. Um, but I do consider, you know, what I do now, it, it, it's Sunday school, you know, on my business card, it says daycare owner, I don't think it needs to be any more specific than that. Right. Um, so you know, I made it work. I just don't really understand dogs. I've never been a dog person and I've never really pet a dog. So I guess I'm just wondering, what is it about dogs that you think is worth even taking care of them? Because sometimes I'm like, guys, just let, you know, you should let your dog outside and just, you could just let it run around. It could probably eat things in the forest or something. But I guess, you know, I'm not a dog owner, so I don't really know. Yeah, I think the foundation of a good Christian home, um, it's often overlooked, but having a dog really adds to just the the foundation of your home. Right. I mean, and I, I do have kids, but this is just a next level type of thing. A connection you have a, with a dog is something you just don't experience with any other kind of a person. You know, they say when you know, you know, it's just like when you meet your spouse and you just say, that's my person. It's the same way with a dog. Uh, you, there are dog people and there are cat people. And you just know when you're a dog person, you just are a dog person. You see a dog walking down the street and you say, oh, that's sweet. Sweet baby. I mean, you, and, and you know that's your dog when you meet your dog. Mm. It's, it's even maybe more powerful than when you meet your spouse. You meet that dog and you say, that's it. That's my one. That's my special special. Same thing. And that's why, you know, I just can never turn one down. I'm every time I see one and it, it becomes problematic because people will bring their dog uh, and I, you know, I force this connect, form this connection. Um, sometimes I have to force it, but typically form a connection right away. And uh, that's the dog that, that I want. I want this dog in my life now. And it becomes really problematic because, you know, I'm just babysitting these dogs they're not really my dogs but i do i do i have collected quite a few over the years just to kind of uh, form out my right. family i just learned that in indianapolis you're only allowed to have three dogs and i have three dogs i'd like more but you can't your vet will turn you in and you'll get arrested or they'll take it away or something but yeah you can only have three dogs how many dogs do you have yeah well, you know, because of that very reason, I try to keep this kind of on the DL. And after we talk uh, after the show, I can give you some pointers, you know, workarounds, I guess, um, for how to for how to handle that. Um, because I've had too many times I, I currently have 12. And I've capped at 12. Because I, I did want one for each apostle. Really? Yeah. And you know, uh, I don't talk about this often either. But I was raised Catholic. And so oh, I'm sorry. I know. Thank you. It's it's uh it's been quite a journey. Um, and I, this is just kind of an homage, you know. My 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 dogs are. And once I hit eight and was naming them after the apostles, I couldn't stop. I had to, you know, fill all twelve slots. So if you lose, like Peter, if if he goes down with a a bad virus to the bowels or something, then you just get another dog and name that one Peter. That's right. Peter Jr. I'm on Peter the fourth at this point, actually. They're all kind of you know they keep their names, but over time, obviously, um, things oh. change. So and, and is there ever a, a time when you have uh, a dog come into Noah's Bark that you know is clearly not 
Christian or from a Christian family. Absolutely. Because, you know, oftentimes that would be my worry is, hey, you know, we we take care of dogs at the church, but you're also saying anybody can bring a dog in. What do you do in those scenarios where you've got a dog who clearly doesn't know God? That's right. I mean, this is technically a Sunday school. And so you can't have, you know, dogs coming in and defiling the rest of the group. Um, I do. There is a very rigorous process, um, an entry exam, if you will, um, for the dog and the owner. Uh, and, you know, awesome. that, ki- that kind of helps me clarify, you know, are they from a good Christian family? Um, are they a cat owner? Because that will complicate things, um, that kind of thing. And it is a rigorous test. And so it is a pretty exclusive, uh, exclusive community. Um, most of my, my dogs come every day. So I would say the majority of the group is uh, made up of my own pets, but there are others that have made it through. Well, one of the most beautiful things I've, I think I've ever seen uh, that's dog-related, and I've not seen many dog-related things that are beautiful, but was you out on the lawn, in the front lawn. You had all the dogs out there, and they were all sitting and paying attention as you were, you were preaching to them. And I was just going, hey, that is awesome. She's finding a way to use her skills and her gifts to share the love of Jesus oh, with you know this pack you. of slobbery wild animals. Yes, thank you. It is. It feels like a, the, the right Christian thing. You know, you see these animals, they're wild, they're beasts, and uh, trying to turn them to the Lord. Lord is, is what I do. You know, the third member of the Trinity is a spirit. And I feel like dogs pick up on spirituality. Mm. You know, they can read your energy. They know if you're angry, they know if you're godly. And so you do want to be careful when a dog has lived in another home. Maybe that was a wicked home. You don't know what that dog was seeing, learning, inhaling, drinking. You just don't know. And you don't want to bring those wicked spirits into your home via this canine. Exactly understand prayer, understand the, you know, morning prayer, evening prayer, understand the whole ritual process of how a Christian household runs day to day. And that's something you can't teach an old dog. You really do want a dog that has the fruits of the spirit. And I'll tell you, Gray, because you're not married and you're from down under, so you might not know uh, what it's like once you do pair off and you have a spouse. And this is what makes dogs so great, is that once you get married, after a little time goes by, what happens when you come home, when you walk in the door, I'm home. Oh, I've had a hard day. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Your spouse um, used to look up and say, oh, wow, you look nice. Oh, give you a little peck on the cheek. Oh, I'm, how was your day? What eventually happens is that your spouse is sitting there in front of ESPN, um, eating some reheated beef stew, and they don't even look up. They don't notice you anymore. And then as your kids get older, um, they start saying, you know, shut up. I hate you. I'm sorry to use that kind of language, but that's how the kids end up talking. And they put notes on their door that say, keep out. And they just get into their cell phone and they act like Mm -hmm. you don't exist. And it's like, wait, I'm paying the mortgage. I'm paying that cell phone bill. All you do is tell me to shut up and how much you hate me. My spouse doesn't even look up and notice if I'm here or not. I'm totally invisible or hated. But when you walk in the door and you have dogs... Those dogs go bananas. Oh, that's love. That's loyalty. That's love. That's uh, all of the fruits of the spirit. Like you said, I mean, it's it's God incarnate. It's not lost on me that D-O-G spelled backwards is G-O-D. Now, Chrissy, I've noticed, and maybe um, maybe you don't want to talk about this, but you are covered in what I would call a lot of um, bite marks. Yes. I don't call them bite marks so much as I call them marks of love. Um, Okay. And- uh, are all those dog dog bites, uh, are some of them, because I'm looking at the one that's on your forehead and that's mm. kind of more rounded. It looks a bit more human. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, in a technical way, uh, I did go to um, the, the, I don't know if you know about the actual Sunday school daycare. I'll go check out what's going on and uh, occasionally kind of try and uh, blend in and see see what's going on. And sometimes um, things get a little, a little uh, hectic. So you're trying to blend in with the children? Yes, just to get a kind of feel for how things work over there. Research and development. You're doing R&D. Thank you. So you were crawling around with a bunch of the kids and one of the kids bit you? I I, I think it wasn't so much a bite as it was just a collision. Um, Okay. 
I was crawling and I was trying to understand kind of the arts and crafts that were going on and see how I could translate those to my own doggy daycare activities. We do have a lot of activities. Um, and while I was doing that, there was a little bit of a scuffle and uh, I think I was spotted and I began kind of trying to get out crawling and collision in the forehead. And here we are. Well, there are a hundred, literally hundreds of kids all running amok down there in Sunday school. And so, I mean, I can see how you would be able to go undetected. I can also see how if there was a skirmish or some sort of stampede, you would be going, I've got to get to the door. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you could leave out of there with a lot of different scars, bumps and bruises. Oh, that's right. She does all kinds of great activities with the dogs. And I had all three of my dogs there recently and blueberries had just come into season. And I just, (laughs) Chrissy, I thought it was so cool. She gave all three of my dogs an organic blueberry facial. And my dogs were glowing. Their complexions were just stunning, such shiny fur. And they were relaxed all night. They were very chill. I really was, I was really glad you did that. And you know what, all that is a is a write off. And so, you know, I'm able to take, you know, uh, the the card, the company card, which pretty proud to say I, I have my own company card. Um, and I'm able to use that and, you know, expense a lot of the things that that make, uh, you know, nose bark so great and different and next level from all the other ones you'll find in Indiana. And I think that's so great that you're able to both have, you know, a company that is making profit, but you're also able to operate out of the church, which is, right. you know, you already have a tax write off there. It's best, best of both worlds. It's really nice. And I mean, I, I will say uh, this is probably, I don't know if this is the right time, but I guess shoot your shot. Uh, I do also have uh, an essential oils uh, business that I run on the side as well. And oh, so really? sometimes, you know, when the dogs are there, I try to give them a little bit just to give the owners a sense of, well, you know, what they might be missing and what else I can offer uh, on the side. So I'll give you my card after this. I'm so glad you brought up your oil business because you had me over for one of your essential oil parties mm. and it changed my life. And I was a little bit worried. And I know some people get a little suspicious of Such the oils and the essential oils things. It's kind of a hip trend right now because it's like, oh, is that going to lead us away from Jesus? Is that kind of like, you know, counter to, you know, Western medicine? Uh, If I could pop for Advil, shouldn't I do that as a believer rather than, you know, rubbing this uh, lavender on my temples that might feel a little bit Eastern. It might feel a little too, you know, holistic and like we're kind of getting away from the good old like capitalist democratic Jesus that we know and love. And I went to your party and it changed my life because I used to get sick all the time. And then when you started having me rub that thieves oil on the bottom of my feet, I never get sick anymore. It's a miracle worker. It is. And, you know, the fact that it works just as well on dogs, you can kind of just, I mean, it's safe to use on anything. You can willy-nilly try it on pets and humans. And I think it's really important to kind of um, combine my ministries in that way. And I like the back of your card. It's called Thieves Oils. And you've got Jesus here in the middle and the two thieves on either side. And they're reaching out and they're pouring oil on him. And it seems like he's happy about it. I was pretty proud of that one. You're smart. I like your entrepreneurial mind. I mean, you start these businesses and you can use them as outreach. You say, are you interested in essential oils? Do you like dogs? I mean, that's most of the population. And then you can introduce them to the other things that you also love, like Jesus Christ. And I was reading something in USA Today or something that said, you know, the pet industry, everything from vets to pet smarts to treats to toys to facials and all the things we're doing with our dogs, the dog industry is something like $390 billion a year. I mean, you know, I'd be remiss to not try and get my slice of that pie. Now, do you have kids of your own? I do. Oh, great. Oh, good. Are you married? I am. Yes, I am married. Oh, good. Congratulations. That's wonderful. How long have you been married? 
Oh, who's counting? Uh, I would say probably 20, 25-ish years, somewhere around then. I mean, after after three or four, you kind of lose count, right? Oh, that's great. And um, how many kids do you have? Uh, there are three of them. Okay. Oh. And what are their names? Oh, um, well, the oldest is Braylee. Um, there's a hyphen in there. Um, and then there is, uh, let me see, there's Jackson, and that's uh, with two X's. And then uh, the youngest, who uh, she's three, and uh, her name is Savannah Rain. Oh, that's lovely. What are they like? They're fun. You know, here's the thing. I spend a lot, as the breadwinner in my family, I, it's, it's sometimes hard for me to, to really connect on a family level. You know, traditionally, that's the man of the household is the one going and uh, making the money and coming home and seeing the kids at night. But in, in our family, it's non-traditional. I'm the one who's, who's gone most of the day. And so a lot of times, um, you know, I say take your kids to work day is every day for me. I take my dogs in to work. Oh, and, right. you know, coming home at night is, uh, don't get to see a lot of them. But, you know, uh, my husband, Tristan, is... Uh, he handles most of the other, you know, nitty gritty family stuff. Well, I think that is so cool and brave that, you know, you're able to be this entrepreneur and you're going out, you're making it happen for yourself, but you're still able to come home and clearly you you still know a lot and love your kids. Yes. Oh, I've met your husband, Tristan. He's got that bike racing ministry, doesn't he? Like 10 speeds or something where he's got all the spandex on and the fancy helmet and the, you know, clip-on shoes. He's always clip-clopping around the church. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's a stockbroker, so he has other activities, does a lot of cocaine and, you know. Okay. Chrissy, what do you think is like the future of dogs? Wow, that is a loaded question. And I will say dogs didn't get the best rap in the Bible. And so I think my calling, um, my calling, God put this on my heart. And I think my mission in life is to bring dogs back into the Christian fold and make sure, you know, everyone knows that that dogs are a huge part of Christianity, important part. And um, this is controversial, but I do believe that some dogs go to heaven. Oh, wow! I'm so glad to hear that. You know, and I know that's a touchy subject. Um and obviously not that dog that I unfortunately had to put down after um, the incident. Right. Um, but but some do, I believe. Um, and, and you know, that's what this Sunday school or, you know, doggy daycare, I, I call it a Sunday school. But that's that's what it's really for is to kind of, uh, you know, prepare the next generation of dogs to be to be fully, fully Christian, God fearing creatures, just like we are. I have felt that way before too, Chrissy, because, you know, statistically, if you look at the numbers, females make up less than 1% of our sacred text, our Bible, our God-breathed Word of God. And, uh, yes. you know, females are less than 1% of the Bible. And I feel like dogs are like 0.00. I, you barely can find a dog in the Bible. And mm. I, it really grieves my heart because I feel like they're so important. And, you know, I can remember pigs being in the Bible. I can remember a donkey being in the Bible. I can remember a snake. That's for sure. I wish that snake had never talked to that one female of the 1% of the females, but you don't see dogs a lot. I, I know in John 4, Jesus calls a Gentile woman a dog, which was a racial slur in the day. Um, but that wasn't a dog, you know, in the scene. Uh, that's a tough one. You know, yeah, I, I was wondering about that because, you know, there is that verse in Zechariah where he says, you know, a mongrel people shall settle in a shod. And I always wonder, uh, you know, they basically say, you know, these mongrels, these half breeds. And I've always wondered, um, do you allow dogs like golden doodles in uh, Noah's Bark? Because aren't those technically mixing, you know, the breeds? 
Yeah, you know, there is a fine line. And um, I do require as part of the like pretty pretty intricate uh, process, entry entry process. I do require a full panel, a wisdom panel um, that the owner pays for uh, so that I can get the full history of the dog, the dog's, you know, background, the dog's parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. I want a full family tree before I really commit because, yeah, it can get a little shady. It can get a little iffy and like, you know, Hallie, like you said, it's a slippery slope. And I, I, as a business owner, I need to be very intentional that I don't take one step into that slippery slope. Well, that's right. I mean, you could have, you know, hey, I've, I think this is a poodle mixed with a, a golden retriever. And then suddenly you get the dog into Noah's bark and you're like, actually, it's got like Buddhist in it or something. And then you're really you dealing with something. It really dealing with the problem. I run a very tight ship, um, literally Noah's bark. Um, I do sometimes bring it on the river. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I can kind of. Uh, it goes. Your facility is shaped like a boat, right? So it does float. That's right. Yes. Chrissy, I have a morality question when it comes to dogs, because there are certain breeds of dogs where, um, you know, you have to say a curse word to even say the breed of the dog. And I try to honor God with the language that I use. And I have a friend who has a, a shit Sue dog. And I try to say sheet Sue, you know, and they're always like, no, nah, it's a shit Sue, and just corrects me. And I'm like, is this like a loophole here where I'm allowed to say this? I prefer to have only uh, powerful, holy language under my ship deck roof so do you allow the s zoo dogs in noah's bark i do not right it's pretty obvious why that's probably safe that's probably good to play it safe because i really wonder if some of these people get these types of breeds of dogs that have curse words in their names just so they can say it you know that 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 sort of loophole i know that actors are like that people become actors so that they can kiss and have sex scenes with people who are not their husbands or their wives that's right one of my kids was in a play at his school where he had to kiss someone of the opposite sex. And I just said, I don't feel good about this. What play was that? It was Our Town. They had to do a same-sex kiss in Our Town? Yeah, that's right. You've seen that story. Oh, I, no, it just sounds so boring. I couldn't imagine ever watching that. Wait, did you say same-sex kiss? Right, that's what I thought you said. What is a same-sex kiss? Like a lady kissing a lady? Oh, I sure, I certainly hope not. What? I can't even wrap my head around that. Well, neither can I. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of times when you have your kids doing theater, they're going to basically be tempted to do that stuff, even if the play doesn't call for it. Because, you know, I went and saw a play at the local high school that some of my kids were in. It was Les Miserables. And a bunch of them were just kissing in the background while guys were getting their heads chopped off. What? Oh, it's sick. And and I was like, hey, guys, why are we kissing in the background? They were like, I don't know. We just felt it because we're actors now. Mm. Yeah. I hear about all these young men who go into acting programs, acting programs, because they want to take these Meisner classes and and, uh, method courses and stuff that are basically just classes where the students just make out French kissing for hours on end. And there's a professor overseeing all of this. And it's the same thing. If I'm going to be very honest, it's the same thing with a man who goes into gynecology to be an OBGYN. I mean, who are you kidding when you say, I'm going to make my eight to 10 hours a day, my eight to 10 hour day business day in and day out. I'm going to make my whole career, my vocation, my passion, the undercarriage of a woman uh, where I'm going to go know, rooting around in her undercarriage, getting in there in the basement, would, um, seeing what's up. Be, and and you, know. you can say, oh, I love babies or whatever, but your business is the genitalia of a gal. And then you go home to your wife. I feel like it's a loophole. I feel like it's very strange. Sometimes wonder yeah. why. Yeah, as if we don't see right through that. And so I'm not sure who to go to because to be honest with you, I feel like you have to go to a female really? OBGYN, but then you kind of want to say, what's wrong with her that she's wanting to get down there and get in there and root around? 
around. I mean, then I start to get self-conscious. Like, should I be putting my feet in the stirrups for a gal or a guy? Really don't know how it all seems got into a it. little fishy. Hey, Chrissy, did you know that in Australia we don't say? Uh, wait, what do you guys do for the dog noise here? What do dog? What's a, what's a dog say? They say woof or they bark. They oh, woof. that is so crazy because um, we don't say bark or woof. We say muzzy muzzy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's the sound that dogs make. Muzzy muzzy, muzzy muzzy. See, it sounds more like a dog. Muzzy muzzy muzzy. So, do you are the dogs themselves making the the sound, or is this kind of the human way of interpreting? Or do the, the dogs actually sound different? They have a different dialect. Oh no, down there, dogs just say the they word do. muzzy very clearly. Understood. Dear Hallie Gray and guest, I recently discovered that my teenage daughter Mackenzie has opened a secret Instagram account in which she sends nude pictures of herself to her male friend group. Oh, no. I routinely check her phone to make sure that there's nothing untoward and that she remains godly online. But if she can open secret accounts, what am I to do? Sincerely, Brett Schmitz. Well, you know, that really just brings a lot of pain to my heart. And uh, I know this is something that a lot of kids are doing right now in Climax. I deal with this all the time. Um, You know, there's really not a lot you can do. But what you can do is really scare them. Uh, One thing that I've decided, because, you know, I would warn them, hey, guys, you don't know who's going to see this. What I did with some of my kids that I knew were doing this is I built a website. And it was a website that was only visible to me. But then I would uh, share the URL with them and basically be like, look, somebody put these pictures up on the Internet. Uh, And they would freak out. Um, But they sometimes that would backfire because they'd freak out and be like, wow, guys, I went viral. They would say things like, you know, uh-huh. so, you know, and so I've just basically tried to build in ways of showing them that, you know, uh, this, this latest website I built just basically said FBI at the top and it had the pictures. Um, and that also didn't do much because some of the guys thought that's a female body inspector. Yeah. And so, yeah, oh. it's, it's really, it's really hard right now. Chrissy, do you have any, have you had any experience like this with your kids? You know, this is why I stick with dogs. Have you had any of your dogs try something like this? For the most part, no. They are they are good, God-fearing animals, and um, I don't think they would ever do anything. I mean, I don't let them out of my sight, but I think if I did, I don't think that they would do anything to disrespect me or, or the Christian church. That's another reason why dogs are so awesome. Not only That's are right. they going to put up signs that say, keep out, and they're not going to scream, shut up, I hate you to you, but they're always going to be happy to see you. And here's the thing. They're never going to drink. They're never going right. to get arrested for drugs. They're never going to come home pregnant because we've already sterilized them, which believe me, I wish I could do with my teens. Yes. And if, if we didn't, puppies, what's the worst that happens? Puppies. See what I'm saying? That's the best thing. Is there anything better than puppies? You know, Brett, I feel like the Bible really leads the way in this and how to kind of shame females into, um, you know, being horrified of their own sexuality and to obsess about their own purity. Um, I feel like... I, with my daughters, I really make sure that they know that their body itself is disgusting and sinful. It's the downfall. It could be, if you're not careful, the downfall of good and upright men. And that um, also, if she's taking dirty pictures, let her know that the wallpaper of hell is pornography pictures. And do you want to be one of those pictures? Do you want one of your dirty pictures up on the wall in hell? What what somebody can be staring at while they're in torment? Is that what you want? Is that how you want to represent yourself? Also, think about how the Bible begins. From the very beginning, the first thing we teach our kids is that there was one woman, Eve, 
And when she acted on her desire and she went for what she wanted, she not only destroyed her own life, but she destroyed the rest of the world for all eternity. And so you can kind of let a girl know that, like, hey, go for what you want. But it's going to be an apocalypse. Have you guys ever seen that dog who's got a bum that looks like Jesus? Yes, it's so cute. My favorite Instagram account. Chrissy Schaefer was played by Christine Schaefer. Oh, she is such a delight. Follow her at Xteen Schaefer and check out her pair of fantastic podcasts. And that's why we drink and beach too sandy, water too wet. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>